Well, hello and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner in crime is Mistress Gabrielle. Say hello. Hey, hi everybody. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're joining us. We're very happy to have you as part of our listening audience. First things first, we want to say thank you a million times. Thank you to all of our listeners for pushing us over 2,100 downloads since our inception last August. So obviously we could not have done it without all of our awesome listeners. We are so happy that you're with us and that you continue to come back and consume more podcasts and more information so we're super happy about that we really are we super are and we're so thankful for that absolutely thank you everybody uh your loyalty really makes us so happy and we're keeps very us, pleased keeps us doing what we love to do exactly knowing. and hopefully gives you guys the information that is going to make uh maneuvering within the kink community easier more fun Yes. And enjoyable. Absolutely. But one of the things I really want to remind people to do is get in touch with us. What's the subject you want to hear about? What is it you want us to talk about? We are here for you. Let us know. You got a question? Got a comment? Would you like to talk to us? Got a topic? Hey, absolutely. We are open to your suggestions. Let us know. So this episode, we thought we would shake things up a little bit and do something a little different. We're doing a smorgasbord of questions and answers. These are some of the questions that people have written into us. And so we thought it would be fun to answer some of those questions on the podcast. And you never know, this might be your question that you were maybe too nervous to ask. And so we're going to answer it. So we're going to jump right in. Absolutely. And And, uh, primary primo question. Isn't this the one that people ask all the time? All the time. All the time. And that question is, how do I find a play partner? There's no mystery to this, folks. What do you say, ML? There's no mystery and there's no magic pill for this. What you have to do is what we said in our first episode. Get yourself an account on FetLife. And there's also Bloom Community. Bloom community. Bloom community. That's tell me, tell me about new. the Bloom community. Well, we did a whole episode. Yes, we did. Of, uh, Bloom community. Uh, Monopoly from Bloom. Uh, so she came on and, and talked about it. So in briefly, because you can always listen to our last episode uh, before the DS one. Uh, basically, it's another community where you can put yourself out there and get your profile. And it's similar because it's kind of a little bit like a dating app, but it's more, I call it like a friendship app. Ah. Because you don't necessarily have to be looking for a date. You would be looking for friends, part, you know, play partners. And also events. They're very big yes. on posting the events all over the place. Now, this is a group. If you've heard our podcast, you know about it. But this is a group out of California, Northern California, and they are becoming national. And they want uh, to be able to uh, be a resource yep. for all of us in the King community. And uh, a little bit different than FET because um, uh, I, I kind of want to say that you're right. It's more of a let's get together kind, yeah. of, a, kind of an app. And the thing that makes them different than FET Life is they also have a built-in chat. Ah. So if you click the little yes button next to this person... And that person clicks the little yes button next to your person, your profile. You are now connected with that person and you can actually chat through the app. Which is really great. And that's an advantage over FET, over FETLife, because FETLife, you have to send people FET mail. Yes. That they respond and then you get this back and forth thing. But it's like emails or texts. What Bloom has is that it allows you live to chat. live chat real time. Oh, I love that. Yes. And now I remember talking about that with Monopoly. Um, that's a great idea. So that's the Bloom so, community, folks. So here you have your profile, be it on FetLife or Bloom, and you need to start going to events. 
munches. Munches a vanilla setting. You go and you eat a meal with kinky people. Oh, but I'm afraid people are going to see me if I go to a munch. Okay. Nobody brands you with the scarlet letter K on your shirt when you show up. Nobody's going to know that you're kinky. There's no whips and chains on the table. Nobody's tied up in the corner with the waitress, you know. It's, it, that doesn't happen. It's just a vanilla munch. It's a, a meal with kinky people. But it's twofold. It allows you to meet the people who are having parties in their home. Yes. And that process is called vetting. Right. And the only way you're going to get into somebody's private home is if you go to a munch, you follow the rules, you get vetted. And once you get vetted, then you can start going to uh, play parties. You can also go to what's the weekend conventions, weekend kink events. We had to do a whole episode on that that you can go back and listen to. That's really the only way it's going to happen. Right. You have to get out of your house. Right. you got to get out of your seat in front of the computer. computer or, and go uh, be with the real people. Right, right. And the thing is, there's nothing to be intimidated by when you go to a munch. Because let's face it, essentially, you're going to sit with a bunch of people in a diner or in a restaurant. And most of the time, it's a private room. Not always. But most of the time, it's a private room, and people are dressed in a vanilla way. Yes. Now, they might be a little edgy-looking or a little punk-looking or something along those lines, oh, but God. nobody is wearing head-to-toe leather uh, and carrying whips and chains. So, get past that. Get right. past that idea. Now, one of the good things about FetLife and the Bloom community, and uh, there's other things out there, too, but you got to get some place to get in and FET is good. They will tell you all of the munches in your area. Yes. No excuse not to know what's going on, folks. Yes. It's all out there. And not just your area. If you are visiting a friend that lives in Oregon or a friend that lives in California, wherever you're visiting, you can also look at the local events for where you're visiting. So even if you were feeling even more daring, you might go to a munch in Philly and you live in Illinois. You might go to a different types, different events right. in another state because you happen to be there anyway. Right. So right. basically, there is no short answer. There is no easy pill to swallow. You have to go out. And you can't just go to one munch and say, I didn't meet anybody, I'm never going back. Oh, I hear that constantly. Uh, I hear that constantly. It has to be consistent. The other thing, exactly. The other thing I hear from a lot of people about munches is, oh, I went to the munch and everybody was old. And I am a TNG, (laughs) which is the next generation, and I went there and everybody was over 40. Well, hello, there are some munches where everybody's going to be over 62. But let me tell you this, okay? You're not going to a munch to play. You're going to a munch to talk to people. And meet people. To meet people, okay? The only way you can proceed and actually find somebody to play with is following through on the munch thing. Chances are, more than likely, nine times out of ten, whoever is sponsoring that munch is either going to have a play party or they know of another one and everybody goes together or whatever the case may be. So, as I said to you before, um, you got to get out. You absolutely, Here's another one. Kinky speed dating. Ever hear of that? Oh, those are so much fun. That is, I did uh, at the last, what was it? I think it was a uh, Naughty Gras. Uh-huh. Studio 58. Yes. Put on Naughty Gras. Uh, same people who did Naughty Noel. Uh, and that's coming in December, Naughty Noel. So you might see us there again. Uh, the speed date, it's kinky speed dating, it's great. A uh, row of people sit in stationary, and then you have a row of people who every three minutes move a seat, move one seat down. And you just say, okay, well, what are you into? Okay, well, what am I into? And, this, and then you have a chance that you, you hit Yahtzee. You know, you get bingo, and the person next to you likes what you like. Or you overhear the person next to you what they like, and you're like, oh, so now you have something that you can even go right into 
and saying, oh, you like rope? Oh, I want to learn You know, kinky speed dating really works at events. I have friends, uh, generosity, and uh, she met her husband there. She met her husband at Test Fest at kinky speed dating and the thing was she didn't want to go she didn't want to go uh she had been out of a relationship she was didn't want to do anything well make a long story real short her friend said you're going dragged her and there it is i think they've married like six years now isn't that a wonderful story yes sometimes you have to get out of your own way yeah uh i just had a recent experience too um I didn't feel like going to a play party. I was going to go alone because my husband was, was already previously engaged. And I was like, I didn't really want to go. But I was like, you know what? I already said I was going. I'm not going to be one of those people who don't show up. I'm going to go. I ended up meeting this totally awesome woman that I played with that was super, super hot. And uh, it was, like, amazing. I was like, oh, my God, I was not going to go. And if I had not gone, I would have missed out meeting this this crazy, gorgeous, super hot lady that I'm now friends with. Um, so you, you got to step out of your own way sometimes and just get out there and meet people and play. And Absolutely. And you know, when I just Googled kinky speed dating, a load of stuff came right up. And if you would like to know specifics, because we know people who do them. In fact, there's a great um, uh, great group. Uh, we went to, um, um, I guess it was Naughty Noel. Yes, it, it's been, yes. Yeah, right? They yep. were there. And that's a great, um, uh, great app, and that's available to you. So you want more information about this kind of stuff? Get in touch with us. Yes. Get in touch with us. We'll yeah. help you out there. And in the meantime, can I mention one other thing about how you can find a play partner? Yes. Volunteer. Oh, that's the best. Get involved in a group and volunteer. I think that this is an option, the volunteering option, that most people really should take advantage of. It's very, I think so. I think it is. Overlooked, you mean. Overlooked. You're walking around. It's underlooked, overlooked, but I think that you're valued. Yeah, you really are. And that's the other thing about volunteering means that you're being of service to the community. Right. Okay. And when you volunteer, you're coming within contact with your community and people, you'll meet a ton of people that way. Can you imagine if you were working registration for a big event, like say a test fest or something along those lines, you know how many people, hundreds and hundreds of people during your, your shift. I mean, it's amazing. How about, uh, learning, um, uh, how to do a little security. You know what that means? That means just standing at the door and making sure (laughs) that nobody from the outside comes into an event or something. There's so many options. And then, of course, we want to take that a little tiny bit further. If you are a service-oriented kind of person, and so many of us are, whether you're on the top or on the bottom, actually, Mm -hmm. truth be told, um, service, providing service is such an attractive thing to people. I do believe we are planning a future episode. Ah, I hope Uh. so. Discussing that very thing. It's critical. It really is. But let's move on to our second question. So uh, uh, I'll take this one. Okay. It says, I love cross-dressing. A lot of men are are insecure when they write in and they want to tell their partners about their wives, their partners, that they want to be cross-dressers and they're very afraid. How are they going to be viewed? How are they going to be um, understood that that is who their authentic self is? And we talk a lot about being authentic self on the podcast. So here is my answer to the shy guy who wants to tell his wife he's a cross-dresser. Or anybody who's even, you know, dating or something along those lines. You know, in the past, uh, if you've told women that you're a cross-dresser and they've freaked out. Yes. How do you go about telling uh, women? So, this is a Dan Savage thing. Okay. I got I to gotta give him we a nod. We love Dan Savage. We love Dan Savage. He's our gay podcast uh, relationship guru. Right. Tell them like they won the lottery and not like they have cancer <laughs> and they have seven days to live. 
when you tell them that they get to do this totally kinky, awesome thing with them, it, it, it's much better because then they can feel your excitement. They can feel like, oh, I get to be a part of his excitement about this thing that he wants to do. But if you come off and you say, oh, I'm a cross-dresser. <sighs> you know, I, I like it. It's okay if you don't. But no, because they're going to be they're going to be like, ew, like. You don't sound too like happy like like you like it. It sounds like something somebody's making you do like root canal. Yeah. I said, but if you tell them like, hey, I've got this exciting thing that I love to do that gets me so horny that we can have sex all night. Like make it like you won the lottery and not like cancer. But okay, so worst case scenario though, you tell them like you've won the lottery but they still respond negatively. So here is, here is this very vital piece of information. You now have valuable information about that person. If you are, especially if you're dating, a little harder when you're married, obviously. But if you are dating and you wanna tell your partner, which is what we always say, tell your partner these things before you marry, it is now valuable information about that person. It may not be what you wanted to hear, but it is valuable information because now you know that they are not okay with your authentic self. And yeah, the same thing goes for kink in yes. general. Okay, yes. how to tell somebody uh, that you're, you know, that you're kinky. starting to date or whatever that you're kinky or poly, whatever. Uh, so. <sighs> You, well, you can't be afraid to lead your authentic yes. life. And let's face it, guys. If you get involved with somebody, um, you're not married. Let's just say that this is somebody you've met or whatever the case may be. Uh, and you're starting, you want to start to date. And you have been dating. Let's put it that way. Or you have been dating. And now it's time to, like, uh, you know, uh, get a little bit uh, intimate. And I do not mean physically. I mean mentally, emotionally. Now it's time to share important things about, find out who you are, find out who she is, find out who he is, whatever the case may be. Remember that this is a value judgment by the other person, okay? Yes. And when I say value judgment, that's exactly what I mean. It's about your values, okay? Do you really want to get involved in a relationship? Do you want to really be intimate with somebody who does not want you to be who you are, you yeah. got to think about these things. Now, you think you can hide it. Guess what, guys? It never works. You can only hide it for so long. Right. And then you feel like you're living like Batman, where you have this whole other life and this whole other persona, and, and you begin to feel split. You, And I know I lived it. I lived it for 40 years before I left, before I estranged from... Right. my abuser right, right but you you you're never fully whole unless you are yourself authentic self and so but i get a lot of too these questions are but what if she gets upset what if she gets this what if she gets an emotion i said you can't control the way others are going to respond only thing you can do is like I said, tell them like they won the lottery and not like they have cancer because all you can control is the way you respond and the way you do it, the way you tell your truth. You can't control for how that person is going to hear that information. You can't control that. You can't control how they're going to value judge you. Uh, so you can't control that. Only thing you can control is how you relay the information to that other person. Um, now, ultimately, it's always going to be up to you who to confide in or how to tell uh, your significant other 
what's going on. But I'm going to make a recommendation for people, and I've been saying this for many, many years. I'm going to say it again because it's critically important, which is please don't get into a committed relationship that's going to lead to engagement and quote-unquote marriage unless you let whoever that is, that person is, know who you are. You think you can hide it? Sure you can, for a short while. Oh, even, even a couple of years. Even a couple of years. Hide. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to come right back up. And the thing is, you know, it, it's, it's, this is not a simple subject. The thing is, yeah, there's risk involved. There's no question about it. It's risk. And it's only you who can weigh whether or not those risks are worth. Yeah. Yeah. But the information that you stand to gain mm-hmm. from that interaction, I think, makes it worth it. Because here again, we're going to, I'm going to use the example of Yahtzee. You tell your partner that you're kinky, poly, and a cross-dresser. And they were like, really? I'm kinky, poly, and I love cross-dressing men. Yahtzee. You know... It's, it's an interesting subject, this whole thing about cross-dressing, and we're going to talk in depth about cross-dressing uh, at a later time. But what I do want to mention insofar as, as cross-dressing is concerned when men are involved, in other words, men who, who dress as women, it's a, a forbidden zone in most, of our, in most parts of our society. And it does seem to me to be extremely, extremely unfair. For example, Midnight Lady and uh, myself today are both uh, dressed in drag. Now, no big deal. We're in drag every single day, right? Mm -hmm. We go out, we go to the store, we meet with our family, we go pick up the kids, we do all those kinds of things. And it's no big deal because we're female and females are allowed to wear pants pants yeah okay guys are not allowed to wear skirts unless they're wearing a kilt every now and then which is another story male oriented uh toxic you know the male toxic uh society that that we live in that is looked down upon any man that cross-dresses right Uh, society looks down upon that now, in terms of, uh, you know, the, um, uh, shall we say, the, the influencers, the, the people who are out there changing the way we see uh, our world or the products we use or the things that we do, um, a lot of young people who are influencers and not so young people who are influencers are people who are starting to change that uh, particular example of uh, the way we are such a sexist society. Guys are wearing skirts. Of course, as I said before, you know, kilts have been worn for hundreds and hundreds of years without a problem. But the thing is, our society is very rigid. We're very, you know, the Puritan idea or whatever, and a guy in skirts, like, what? You know? But the thing is that if we don't start coming out to our near and dear, it's never really going to change for us. Which so, is, again, how you present it to them. Right. You will get a marked difference if you present it in a positive way as opposed to presenting it in the negative way. Right. So I think we should move on to question number three, which is a really interesting one that, that we had to discuss quite some time to to really come up with our answer. And And the question was, do I need to share with my adult children that I'm gay, kinky, and poly? Or I'm gay, or, or I'm, I'm kinky, or I'm poly. Or, yes, any combination of any of those. Right. Straight, kinky, and poly. You know, right. like whatever right. it is that you want to share. And so my thinking was, well, how much interaction do you have with your kids? Do your kids live on the other side of the U.S. and you Zoom once a week? Well, you know what this particular woman was so concerned about was she and her husband had put an ad or whatever you do on Grindr. I've never been on it, but that's what they did. They put an ad on Grindr, and what they were very concerned about was that their kids would see their ad. 
mm-hmm. on Grand on Grinder and figure out it was their parents. Now, like I said, I've never been on it, and I don't know exactly what the parameters are of you know uh, your profiling and your ads and things along those lines. But they were absolutely like freaked out by the possibility that their kids would find out about it. I mean, whoa. Uh, oh my God! You know, mom and dad. That's mom and dad. And for you know, for for most of the time, or in most circumstances, everybody talks about the fact that kids have no desire. Number one, and number two, no need to know what your sexual life is like. Right. There's okay. A, this they do not need to know everything, which is why I was said, how much of an interaction do you have with your kids? Right. There is a you can share. Especially if your kid's going to come and stay with you for a week and you have a live-in boy- boyfriend or a live-in girlfriend. Or, um, so obviously you're not going to make your partner move out while your kids are there for the week. So that you have to tell them. But I wouldn't tell them when they show up at the door. I would tell them before they leave so that they can have their moment to either be like, oh, that's so cool, or oh my God, that's so awful. You know, whatever their emotion or their feeling is going to be, let them have it in the privacy of their own home after the Zoom call when you share this information. Um, But I do believe, but that being said, you do not need to tell them that you tie up your partner and whip them with a banana three times a week. Right. They do not need to know that level of information. Do they need to know you have a kinky boyfriend? Yes. Great. I live with another man. We're together. We're gay. I hope that's okay with you. We still want you to come and visit. You can meet him. That, 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 you, know. you do not need to share the specifics of that relationship. All they need to know is just the, that that, hey, yes, I'm gay, and I live with this great guy. You'll love him. Again, don't say it like it's cancer. I live with this amazing partner, and he's so excited. Can't wait to meet you. That's how you have to come across. Um, so what do you, what should they do if their kids come up and say, I saw you on Grinder? Well, be honest. Yeah, your father and I are looking to spice up our love life after 30 years. You know, we're looking to, you know, spice spice it up a little bit. We're looking to in- include this or that or the other thing. I'm sorry, you have a problem with that? What's the one commodity that all of us have is our time. You have a problem with the fact that I'm gay and poly, well, that's too bad. When, when you're okay with it, reach back out to us and we'll, still, we'll be here. Chances are uh, your kids are going to accept it. It may take a little while. It may take a little while, but they will accept it. The other thing that I think, too, is that most of the time, I really think that, that they know a lot more than they're letting on, to yeah. tell you the truth. <laughs> I never truth. thought that, that, you know, my kid was aware of what it was I was doing. But, boy, was I mistaken. Mm, they know. Well, they you know have no secrets. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and particularly if you leave something around or if you're on the computer, you know, and you have photos or things along those lines or they overhear something. I think I think a lot of kids really know more than they're letting yes. on, and they they give the impression of yeah, that's not any of my business. I don't need to. You don't need to talk to me about that, mom. Thanks. You know, it's, and and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, the other the other thing that does happen too, and I know that this is rather common. Someone was just telling me about this. In fact, uh, her daughter came home from college and uh, brought her boyfriend with her. You know, uh, it was a uh, a break, college break, or one of the vacations. And uh, the discussion was, are we going to be, you're going to let us sleep in the same room. Mm. And uh, mom was like, of course. I mean, come on, you guys have been together for, you know, over a year. And obviously you're doing all of that when you're wherever it is you are, 
where you're living. So I'm not going to play some kind of a game with you and not let you guys be together here. That would be a little on the ridiculous side for me or for her. That's what she said. But she also thought it was a tremendous opening for her to start the dialogue mm. with her daughter as to who she is and what it is that she does. Okay? And it was just, it was a terrific opportunity to sit there at the kitchen table and talk a little bit about uh, what we do and what she does. And it was worked out really, really well. But you have to be open to You've that. You've got to be parents. open to it. you got to be open to it, it. it. And if you are, I have amazing conversations with my teenager. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing conversations right, right. with him. But I'm open to that. I'm open to those conversations. And we've raised him in a way that allows him to be his authentic self. And that if he has questions about sex and life and relationships, that I'd rather he come to me than Google. Yeah. Or his friends. Right. Or TikTok. Right. Um, so you have to, as parents, you have to be open to that and not, be embarrassed. Right. Bye. You have to be willing to go there. It's something yes. to think about. I wouldn't say, you know, uh, now that you've heard this, go run and tell all your, <laughs> your you know, your, your children exactly what it is that you do. No, it's, it's something to think about it. Your approach and things along those lines, take it slowly or whatever the case may be. But remember something, your adult children are that, adults. Adults, okay? yes. Uh, and, and it goes both ways. How much... As the child, do you share with your parents? Well, it depends on your parents' stance on life. If they're ultra-conservative uh, religious people, well, maybe that might not be fly with them. No, they'll have a they'll have a what I call a feeling. Right. They'll have feelings. Right. Again, you are in charge of your commodity. You do not have to spend time with them if they do not like, love, or appreciate your authentic self. Right. Same, vice versa. Yeah. Um, so, be honest with your adult children. And adult children, if your parents are coming to stay for a week, same thing, that the coin flips, same thing. Don't tell your parents you're gay when they show up and find your living boyfriend with you. Tell them before they come so they can have their feelings, you know, in the privacy and the security of their home. And then they can decide if they still want to visit or not. That's right. Yeah. Use your head. I think it's like really super, super, super important to just think about who you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, you're an adult now, so. Right. And again, don't tell your parents that your boyfriend is, is, you know, on the St. Andrew's cross and you guys are having dinner. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> they don't need to know that. Right. And parents, that's the same thing in talking to your kids. They don't need to know Everything. the details. Just the, enough to tell them that there is a change in your life, that this is who you are now, but you don't have to go down too much. Right. So Tell any questions in regards this, to this topic? Because it's a huge, right. huge topic. And it kind of like, you know, uh, spreads out to a lot of other things about us. How do you be about people? Uh, how should you be honest in telling people you care about uh, your particular circumstances? So it's a big question. A lot of ways to handle it. But we really do recommend that uh, do not hide your authentic self. It's going to come back to bite you in the ass yeah. and not in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Let's Next question. Move on to number, it's our fourth question. Now, this is a good one. This is like deserves like a whole episode in and of itself. Um, I haven't played at all, or I haven't played in a long time, or I'm new and I want to be a top. How do I be a good top? Mm, good question. Um, a lot of times... And this is one of my favorite stories to tell. A lot of times we get uh, new people into the scene 
who are coming from the internet and fantasy. And they think that it go that that a top a dominant just automatically commands respect from the room and slaves just fall at their feet. Just like that. You just enter a room and slaves fall at your feet. It's fantasy. That's fantasy. So when I was co-host for Not For Everyone, uh, it was a local BDSM group out of Jersey. In the good old days. In the good old days, the late 90s, early 2000s. I was co-hostess, and I was in charge of new person relations. I would greet everyone that would come in. I would hook people up who I thought were going to be good together, compatible together. Your own version of kinky speed dating, huh? I was. I was like uh, Julie McCoy on Ah. the love boat. I know. I'm I'm super old. Yes, I'm super old. Uh, Bernie Capel was the ship's doctor. I had the hots for him. Did you really? Oh, Oh, for goodness sakes. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Complete off the top. There we go. Anyway. So I was wearing a collar because at the time it was a collared sleeve. And this guy comes in and he's like, Hi, I'm, you know, I'm the master, and you need to kneel, slave. And I'm looking at him like he had three heads. I said, excuse me? He goes, well, you're a slave. Don't you have to kneel before me when you see I'm the master? And I said, let me tell you how this is going to (laughs) go. I said, if you come in here... And with these attitudes, um, you're going to get drummed out of here so fast, the door is going to hit you in the behind. Uh, I said, if you come in here and act like an asshole, you, you, we're going to ask you to leave. That is no way to be a good top. So, all right. So then I said to him, or you can come in and say, hi, my name is Bob. I like this and this, and I want to, you know, I want to be a top. Hi, Bob. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Come on in. I said, what would you like to be? <laughs> would you that like to, Do you want to be the asshole? Or do you want to come in and tell me your name? And let's start from the beginning. Very, goes, very true. Yeah. He goes, oh, hi, my name is Bob. <laughs> I like spanking and I want to be a top. I said, it's wonderful to meet you. Come on in. Have, let me introduce you around. Um, so... At the end of the night, though, it became affectionately known, Sandy, who was the owner of the group, uh, she would come up and say to me, so how many asshole speeches did yeah. you have to give? Right, right. Uh, so it was a lot of education on my part because they're coming from this fantasy world and they're coming into reality. So how do you be a good top? Well, I like to call it the three C's of communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And education. Right. Uh, it's okay to not know what you're doing. Obviously, we all start at the beginning. Right. Nobody knows how to do something until they start getting some hands-on practice. You could watch a million whip demonstrations, a million caning demonstrations, or flogging, but until you get your hand on a tool and you start using the tool and seeing how it feels in your hand and how it moves through the air, like say like a whip or a flogger, how it moves through the air. So education is key, communication is key, and letting go of this fantasy ideal. A lot of times we get submissive men that want to play with us and they have this huge submissive fantasy built out in their head. And and when we don't curtail or we don't we clash with their fantasy, then all of a sudden we're bad tops and we're bad doms. No, it's because you come in with these preconceived fantasies that we have absolutely no hope uh, of fulfilling. Because A, you haven't told us the fantasy, so we have no way of knowing your fantasy matches up with our fantasy of how the scene is going to play. So again, there's your communication um you and if someone come if you're the top and someone comes up and asks you to play and for whatever reason you don't want to play with that person you can't say no 
That's a very good you top. You are allowed to say no. Absolutely. And that is a very good top. A very good top. Yes. Somebody who knows who they are and what it is they want to do. Right. Okay? And then, of course, the communication and negotiation goes on. Right. You can't learn everything about being a top in, uh, say, 48 hours or 72 hours yeah. or even sometimes two or three years. It's a process. It does help if that is your temperament, your personality, to be on the top. That gives you an idea of who you are, though, but it doesn't really tell you on how to be a dominant. I have a lot of suggestions into that regard. First of all, education. Go to an event. Go to munches. Talk to people. We're constantly telling you, get out and talk to people because your experience is just your experience. And the only way you can figure out what to do and how to do it is by communicating and finding out things and also reading. It's a great book. Um, years ago, I, I read it because I, I knew the guy who uh, had written it. And I thought it was one of the best ways to capture the... Um, uh, the, the uh, shall we say, the mental prep that is necessary to be a top or a dominant. And it was called The Loving Dominant by John Warren. Yes. Exceptionally well done. And not so much in terms of like, um, uh, what's that one? Uh, Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns, which mm. is all about technique. This was not about whip technique or this technique or things along those lines. It was about the mental preparation. The mental preparation for you to be a loving dominant. Not an abusive asshole, a loving dominant. And that's what we talk about. Now, there are quite a few books like that out there. Now, you say uh, the loving dominant not to be an asshole. Someone does ask you to play mm -hmm. and you don't want to play with them. You have to be kind. Yeah, that's right. Don't say... I wouldn't play with you if you were the last man on earth. Because that's mean. We don't need mean. There's enough mean in the world. We don't need to add to the mean. And if you're, a, uh, if you're a, a female dominant and you say something like that, you're just a bitch. That's all. And well, that's not necessary. You could just say, no, thank you. Exactly. And that's all. You don't even have to give them a reason. That's right. You could just say, no, thank you. That's right. Uh, and that is more, it will come across better if you just say, no, thank you. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. all you have to say is no, yeah. thank you. You don't have to give reasons. You don't have to read. And you don't have to be mean. There's right. no, there's absolutely 110% no reason to be mean. Absolutely. There's never a reason to be absolutely. mean. Absolutely. And there's never, as far as I'm concerned, unless it's part of a scene, it's not necessary to be a femdom bitch either. I and that was pre-negotiated exactly. for the scene. Exactly. Exactly. I think that that's so important. Um, and, and, and the thing is, um, you got to go slowly with this kind of stuff also. When you're learning, you're learning. You're learning how yes. to deal with, with people within our community. And it's different. Um, their basics are the same, okay? But it's different because what it is that we do has uh, the uh, potential to cause harm, to be dangerous, all those kinds of things. So you're not in a race, okay, to figure out how to be, uh, you know, the number one dom in the San Francisco metro area. That is not the case. You are not doing that. What you're doing is learning, and learning is a wonderful thing. Um, how to be a good top? Again, I'm going to say go to munches, go to educational organizations uh, like TESS in New York City, and there are so many others all over the place. Uh, watch demos, look online, do all those kinds of things, and build your skill set. Now, somebody actually wants to play with you and you want to play with them, that's great. Yeah. Where do you begin? So I have a suggestion. Again, go slow. It's, everybody has, well, almost everybody, has two of these nice little implements attached to our arms. Our hands. Our hands. <laughs> Start there. Right. Give a nice hand spanking. Right. That, that's perfect. You are new. Give a nice hand spanking. Check in with your bottom. Make sure they're liking the hand spanking. You could graduate to a small paddle. 
when you start using things like paddles, canes, whips, you know, other toys, then you need to start getting some education. Where's the best place to spank a bottom? Don't spank in what place is on the bottom. Don't cane what place is on the bottom. Um, yeah, picking up that skill set takes time. Takes There's time. There's no question about it. Do not, do absolutely do not agree to play with somebody and then say to your friend next, do you mind if I borrow your bullwhip and you've never picked up a whip in your life? That is not the time <laughs> to decide you're going to test out this bullwhip on this person that you've, you know, that you're playing with. Don't do that. Don't go do to that. demos, go to events, learn. read up on it, learn organizations all over the, the United States, Canada, and Europe. We all have demos that we do. And the right. best way to learn something is to co-top. There if you go. If you see something, if you want to learn a skill, you want to learn how to cane somebody, and you see this person atop, caning the bottom, watch the scene, wait for the scene to be complete, give them a few minutes or whatever for their downtime and their aftercare, go make a conversation with him. I saw that scene that you just did that was so hot. I want to learn how to do that. Can you show me? I guarantee you that they'll show you how to do yeah, it. I like I that. guarantee that they'll, because if someone did yeah. that to me, so yeah. I'd be like, absolutely. Right. This is what you need to do. Right. Here, this is the difference in the canes. This is very thuddier. This is very stingier. Be very careful with distance. I would treat that person like they know nothing. Right. And give them the, okay, you want to stand this far away. If you stand too close, this will happen. Stand too far, you won't hit them. You know, you don't want to wrap. Wrapping is bad. Don't hit the coccyx. Don't hit the hips. Watch out for the kidneys. You know, like, ask for help. Watch the scene. If you like it and you want to learn how to do it, approach them after the scene. I guarantee you the, the kudos that they're going to feel because somebody wants to learn from them, I guarantee you they'll say yes. Yeah. Most of the time, I think Most, you're 100% yeah. correct. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention in regards to how to be a good top is uh, uh, buying every toy in the world and carrying it around and displaying <laughs> it either on your belt. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, folks. a little folks, cheesy. Right? Um, <laughs> does not make you a good top. It really does not. Every it's toy, like it's false not, advertising. That's right. Toys are toys. Uh, not every, and you said it before, you know, the best, uh, the beginning toys and the best toys, as far as I'm concerned, still to this day are my hands. There's no question about it. There's so much you can do without buying a thing, to tell you the truth. Maybe a scarf, okay? Yeah. Maybe uh, something else. Bathrobe tie. Whatever. But you do not have to have a collection, a humongous collection of toys to convince anybody that Especially you're a good top. Toys that you have no skill in. Exactly. Because exactly. you think, you know, if, again, it's that fantasy. They bring, you know, and they think, oh, they'll want to play with me because I have a big suitcase full of toys that I lift up. Right. And, and hang on the, on the wall or, yeah. or hang over the chair. Right. And then they're going to want to play with me. Right, 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 right. I think people... Don't play with other people based on their toys. No, I don't think so. But they do want to play with yes. other people when they know that your skill set yes. is has been developed and you know what you're doing. For example, something like rope bondage, okay? Or uh, uh, when is it? When, what do they call that when you hang people off the stuff? Suspension. Suspension. All right, now we're talking about a skill set that has got to be earned. There is no yeah. question about it. Okay? Fire play. Fire play. All the quote-unquote advanced things or whatever the case might be. Go to demos. Go to your local educational uh, kink community event and learn. Ask people. Figure Places out like what's going on. Events like Naughty Noel where yeah. we teach. Right. We present several right. 
classes right. every year at right. Northern Noel. Right. So and there are group, uh, there are events like that all over the country. All over the country and Europe and Canada. Hello, the world. Right. Right. So those were just a handful of questions that we received, and we thought it would be fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have more questions or comments on this. Here we are, all right? What you do is you uh, you email us at uh, tkw at 2, the number 2, kinkywomen.com, all right? And while you're there, how about uh, signing up for the email newsletter? Uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, wonderful little uh, downloads. downloads. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the download Absolutely. queen. But based on what it is we said, I mean, we just, you know, uh, just got the surface of these questions. So I'm sure everybody has more that they'd like to know. And here we are willing to address them. Okay. So is that it for today? Actually, one bit of uh, housekeeping. Yes. I want to remind people that you can always find us on various podcast apps like Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Audible, Audible, Spotify. We're on wherever you Stitcher, get your pods. Stitcher, we're, wherever we're out there. Yep. Uh, we're like a glitter fairy. <laughs> we just sprinkle everywhere. Oh, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, but you can also find us at our homepage. Right. And at, that homepage again is? To kinkywomenpodcast.com. And that's the numeric two. Right. Kinkywomenpodcast.com. Now, when you get to the homepage, we have the podcast diary where you can get your free downloadable infographic, which has all this good information for you to consume. Uh, it tells you in case you don't have time to listen. Tells you the top five things that you need to know. There you go. So Absolutely. it's it's a bite sized consumable information. And ML and I are both. Uh, we like to consider ourselves uh, erotica connoisseurs. We have the mistress's diaries. There we go. So you can read uh, our life experiences and fiction. And we also have asked the mistresses, where we uh, ask questions. Uh, people respond to us and we answer them on the website right so you can read those questions there which we're are just a font different. of information aren't we we are all about education <laughs> well, yeah that's we the idea are. we are all about education when you sign up for the email newsletter you get the free downloadable beginner's guide to kink which has a plethora i'm college educated a plethora <laughs> of information to consume again because right. we are all about education right and uh we hope uh, that you take advantage of some of these yes. things because um to tell you the honest to god truth we're two kinky women and, and we, we would like you, you to, to be, be kinky, kinky too. too thanks for listening folks <laughs>